I'm Jessica. I'm Sonia. And I'm Marie. And we are Opinionated Lushes. Like our name says, we drink too much and have an opinion on everything. Once a week, we get together to drink and talk shit. We start our episodes off with a question and a drink word. We usually never stay on topic or wait for the drink word to start drinking. So go ahead, grab a drink, any kind of drink, and get ready to laugh with us and share our drunken opinions. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule and of course the cost well better help can solve those problems it's totally online and built around your schedule it's surprisingly affordable too connect with a credentialed therapist by phone video or online chat all from the comfort of your home Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Books and Booze, the series where the Lushes invite indie authors onto our show, where we can hear a piece of their work and talk to them a little bit about writing, ask them questions, get to know them a little bit. I'm going to throw to Dawn to uh, introduce this week's author. Hi, everyone. Uh, today we have poet Kat. And uh, thank you for joining us today on Books and Booze. Um, please tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, where you're from, when you started writing, so, what's your favorite drink? <laughs> okay, so so I'm Kat. My actual name is Katarzyna. I'm originally from Poland, Scotland, for the last 17 years. So this is officially my home. The, That's amazing. I have, uh, yeah, I have two children. One of them is 15. They're both boys. So quite a handful. <laughs> quite a handful. Yeah, uh, I can imagine. Yeah, so I'm an indie poet. Introduced me. I'm also, however, the classroom assistant. So Ooh. I work with lots of kids in a very noisy school, in a very noisy school. Playground duty, lunch duty, whatever is, you know, whatever is needed. But I think the, the best part of my job is really in children you know i don't mind the noise you know and all the voices <laughs> yeah i'm used to it too <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know we all have kids and yeah it gets loud yeah awesome how long have you been writing poems for so i've i wrote was about when i was about seven years old and it was what i could the haiku but i had of course no idea what what different types of poetry were mm-hmm. and it was about I think I still have it somewhere. My mom has it, you know, somewhere as a kid. And so now I've been writing for about 33 years. As I'm t- nice. So, yeah. And like my, it started like gifting poems to people as gifts. You know, I was making them, writing them down on a piece of paper. You know, 
fashion beautiful letter paper, you know, with a little, you know, in a little envelope, you know, or putting yeah. them in a in a photo frame and gifting them as gifts. And uh, a time came when I I just had certain thoughts and certain lines in my head when I was maybe walking, you know, out and about in town, and I overheard, you know. You know, by complete accident, not that I'm nosy or anything, you know, <laughs> or I would nature, you know, like, or I would walk in the forest. Like, I used to forage uh, mushrooms with my little, you know, I still do it. Like, I, I done it last time, I, year, last year in April when I was, uh, when I went to see my parents in Poland, I took my boys, you know, to do some foraging, you know, in, in, in you know, for wild mushrooms. That was pretty cool, but you know, nowadays I treat poetry as a for healing and actually expressing my emotions because sometimes people say that teenagers, especially, find it hard to to express their their emotion. But I actually that never changes, regardless. And you might you, you might disagree or agree with me that that is because as as an adult, I still feel that there are some emotions I'm un like face to face with someone, but I find it, you know, I find it a lot piece of paper or like type it on a, you know, on a computer. So, well, I think like expressing emotions and like learning all that, it's, it's a, it's a learned skill, like yeah. to learn to feel your feelings and express your feelings mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And uh, there's, a, there's a lot of adults that uh don't work on that. So yeah, I agree. I, I, I'm stuck <laughs> at expressing my feelings at all. Like, yeah. So I agree. It's like it's like one of those things. I like, yeah. Adults adults struggle with that too. <laughs> so that's yeah. kind of why I think I turned into poetry. I always loved that poetry has seemingly no rules. You can literally make, and sometimes they do work. You know, sometimes they are it's kind of my personality, really. You know, to, <laughs> to those who who really know me. <laughs> tell you that that it suits me you know as a as as a form of writing you know that I'm most suited to me and my personality but I'm not really the one to judge (laughs) (laughs) no Uh, that's good so we have two poems from you today one you personally wrote for us and then one from your book um yes Jessica do you want to read off the words today or do you want me to uh uh, I I can read them I have them right here so I will read off the drink the drink words for our listeners out there. Um, our, there's a there's a couple, so write them down if uh, if you don't have a good memory like myself. Okay, <laughs> poured, fresh, mouthwatering, raspberry infused, drunk, refreshing, smashed, and booze. So I'm lot, excited. Lot, lots of our favorite words, actually. So. <laughs> lots of our favorite <laughs> actions, too. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's good. That's good. Smashed is a very popular word in uh, in Scotland, uh, especially if another word called steaming, meaning <laughs> completely drunk. Like, <laughs> you cannot do anything and you don't remember, you know, how you got drunk. You know, so we just call that so, yeah. blacking out, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But I think I've lived you know, in Scotland long enough to actually kind of get used to certain language. When other people visit, even other Polish people, you know, they are like, so what, you know, what do you mean? I'm like, yeah, you are steaming. <laughs> you know, it told me, you know, I think in, in Poland, I learned English like very word. So I understand why some people would go, you know, because word for word, steaming has nothing to do with drinking. Yeah. In the yeah. context, you know, in the context <laughs> of partying, you know, probably it does. So, Wow. That's all. We're learning a little bit, you know. Uh, we're we're in Canada, so we have like no culture. So. <laughs> not, we just steal that stuff. Apparently, we just steal it. We're a yeah. melting pot. Apparently, I is on my bucket list. So you know, I have Canada. Well, yeah. if you come out in our area, let us know, and we'll take you out for a drink. So yeah, that would be interesting. <laughs> Okay, I'm just gonna mute my mic while uh, I'm listening to you read because I don't want to, you know, have my slurping uh, in, in interrupt. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna do the same. I can't wait for this reading. Yep. So feel free to start and just let us know uh -huh. when you're finished. Uh -huh. So the poem I wrote, acrostics are my favorite form of poetry, and the it's titled "Opinionated Lashes." And the way acrostic poems were, each line starts with a letter from you know from the title so should be able to hear the words the words i you know the drink words and hopefully that, that so here it is opinionated lashes overwhelmed with the daily stress i poured myself incredibly fresh nurturing mouth-watering beverage in my favorite glass opinions started flowing naturally with the aid of my drink Always raspberry infused. Terrifically funny, I expressed creatively, creatively my inner child. Drunk on feel-good, often refreshing stories. Lending my point of view, anxiety of mine kept at bay. Smashed on its head, hysterically unique hosts. Encouraged me to have good time drenched in booze and new bookish memories made let me know what you think well i just like chugged half my drink <laughs> <laughs> that was good oh that was so sweet though i i like, love it i i think Thank that's you. like the first time i've like heard an acrostic poem like I, I I mean I haven't like really seen an acrostic poem either since I was like a child, but it's like like it flowed really well from like what I remember my child brain seeing acrostic mm -hmm. acrostic poetry. But that yeah. was so sweet. That's like the first poem written about us. Oh my god. <laughs> I will send you in a document and I will send you the actual the actual poem so you can see so you can you know as an acrostic, you know, I'll bold the letters of you know of the title. So and are we able to share that on all of yes, our social you will media? Be able okay, to I just yes, you have wanted permission. permission. You've heard yeah. it here first, folks. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, thank you. Well, that was already <laughs> off to a good You're start. <laughs> all right, and for the second poem, it's in um, what's your book called that has your poem in? I will show you. So that is Scribble, and that is my second poetry collection. And and I'm going to read I'm just the piece of paper in it. <laughs> okay. And the pod and the pod, the po poem I'm gonna read is fair. And yeah, it's it, this poem is ha, holds a lot of meaning. 
because it's kind of the bridge between the trying to leave the covert narcissist I was mad and not knowing how my future is gonna look like you know so it's the those words really came to me shortly after shortly after I managed to escape and it reads paddle of despair swimming in the paddle of despair I broke chains of your control crying endlessly swimming in the paddle of despair I freed my soul from the prison of your mind anxious swimming in the paddle of despair I threw the dangerous memories of your ego into the unknown sea of forgiveness intuitively swimming in the paddle of despair I emerged wearing the flowers of the future forever Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much like unexpected medical costs that's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs learn more at uh1.com Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So wow, that was good. There's a lot of like imagery in there, I, and like mm-hmm. I'm also a narcissist abuse survivor, so like I, I feel I'm currently that. in that kind of relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Is he right there? He was right there. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say you're calling him out. Oh, she's just kidding. She's just kidding. Yeah, no, my <laughs> but, my husband's not, but yeah, but yeah. So yes. is is that? Has it been healing for you to like write about those experiences? I think that's where I published my second poetry, uh, my first poetry book during lockdown in 2020. And I think although I left him in 2012, it wasn't until really about 2017 when I finally ditched the scales and stopped caring about, you, you know, what people thought about me, you know, and my body shape and, you know, and I stopped, I stopped caring what other people think and, you know, kind of tried my best to leave the judgment of others, you know, behind me. Yeah. And I took the very first, for the very first time, a selfie with 
me like now like now with no makeup you know just you know glasses on my on my head which was kind of a very profound moment because up until that point you would never see me without makeup like you would never see me you know without my glasses you know on my face because i felt ugly i felt unattractive i've been told for I don't even know how long. Like I met him when I when I was seventeen, and he was my only boyfriend, and then became a husband. So you know, I've been called any and every name under the sun you can literally think of. And I realized once I started that that, that healing journey and really invested in um, in myself, like the little pockets of time I had, because of course my my children at the time were four and eight months. So I was, I really had to make sure that I stay well enough for them. But I kind of, you know, and I found it extremely challenging to look after myself. You know, we struggle as adults to to look after ourselves in the best of times, you know, just dealing with the daily stress, you you know, (laughs) daily stresses, never mind, you know, never mind, you know, when you deal with experiences like this. And I just, I was jotting my experiences here and there on, on a pieces of paper. And some I had saved and just kept them and knew that I have to take them with me. Some were left behind, but it wasn't until really lockdown when I had, when the legal proceedings have kind of died down a little and I could, then I could actually see what, what real impact I had, you know, this all had on me. And I just thought the real therapy wasn't really working. Or it wasn't working deep enough for me to kind of get my, you know, get my emotions out. Because I was const- constantly enraged. I, ha- I was, you know, I was switching between being in denial, being angry, you know. Yeah. And then eventually I started laughing about it all. And now I'm, I'm in a position that I can actually laugh. And some, you know, some people would never understand it. How can I laugh from something so serious? But that's because I've been through all these, you know, like four kind of different stages of healing. And most of it came, you know, came through my poetry because I was, you know, paper would never judge me. Yeah. It just accepts anything, you know, anything I've written. You know, it's not. That's amazing. Paper would never judge me. I love that. I love that. That's an amazing (laughs) quote. Yes. Yeah. That's how I felt. That was my way of of telling myself, okay, cool, you know, maybe that's that's the way. If, you know, because although therapists, you know, are meant to be impartial, etc., you know, you feel it in certain points, like uh, I invested in a, in a program where I was 12 weeks. It was a group coaching program for narcissistic abuse survivors. And I still have access to that program. And it was amazing because I was introduced to EDMR and, you know, rapid, you know, these uh, short, rapid techniques, you know, to kind of switch, uh, you know, and help my brain switch from fight or flight, you know, to kind of, you know, calm down and stuff. And I'm not saying that that wasn't useful, but I always felt that it wasn't as personal as I would, you know, as I needed, you know, and paper was you know, paper or, you know, intuitive drawing, you know, sometimes I was just writing. Mm, and yeah. there are poems where, which started with just one line. And there is one poem in that book where it took me literally two years to write, like to complete. And I was kind of adding bits to it. And I'm thinking, you know, that way it's not finished yet. 
but I wasn't ready to finish. Like I, w I didn't know the ending and it's almost as if it's like shows the different stages of me, you know, of me healing, but it's not, I'm still not convinced it's fully finished, but then it doesn't stop me from including it in the, in my next, you know, uh, next poetry book if I really have to, but, but yeah, that's, uh, that came also with forgiveness. Like very early on, I decided that I, I forgave him for what he's done to me, but he's never been told that because with him being covert narcissist, I know he's never gonna, he's never gonna care. Yeah. And anything yeah. I say will just give him the power to control me even more, you know, and like will give him the little tiniest bits of hope that maybe it is indeed the face as, as he used to call it. You know, that that's a face that I just left and I will come back. Strangely, it's been what I left in 2012. We are in 2023 and no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going back. No chance. Yeah. You know. yeah. It's no. been over a decade. Are you good? Yeah. <laughs> You're not going back. Yes. <laughs> you know, I'm good. You know, there has been plenty of mojitos, you know, and other, you know, vodkas, <laughs> you know, cranberry All juice, the mojitos. you know, and uh, other things, healing. you know, to aid me, you know, the process of healing. But, you know, but I think I'm good. I'm at least at the stage where I can talk about it. I can share, you know, I can share my experience still have emotions but different kind of emotions because these are the emotions now where I can portray them better I can name them but I don't get this you know anxious feeling anymore you know I'm not I don't get heart palpitations I don't I don't get sweat you know I don't sweat you know at, at the even slightest thought about of him being you know being around me or in a close proximity you know and I'm glad that I used poetry and the journey I've been led, you know, led on. But I can see how much even my two books have changed. Like the first one was really, you know, really the deep, like there was a lot of anger, a lot of despair, a lot of, you know, denial and, uh, and this kind of different, why me? Like constant questioning, why me? Why did I why did I let somebody take so much power away from me? Whereas this one, the one uh, which I which I read the poem from, this one is more showing my journey to rediscover my worth, like uh, loving myself unconditionally, and knowing that, you know what, I am worth a lot more, and I I am. I should be celebrated, even if I celebrate myself, you know, I should be celebrated for who I, you know, for who I am. And I should be proud of the achievements. Like, I cannot even explain to you the feeling when, you know, I've always wanted to write books. And the moment I held my very first book, which is, that's my, that's my first book. Oh, wow. The moment <laughs> I held you know, this first book, you know, seeing my name. Because, of course, I could have used pen name. Yeah. I, thought, no, I want yeah. to use a real name. I want to use my real name so that people, you know, so that I can look back at it and, and think, you know, that that has been, you know, that is my work, you know. And, you know, uh, I find it incredible, like, it's incredible to me that I was born in Poland, 
but I've managed to 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 write two books and they are in English. Like, you know, yeah, I, I was gonna write. say your English, like, like I'm assuming English isn't your first language, and it's like so good. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know any other languages. I'm I'm terrible. <laughs> you know, see, like I had opportunities thanks to my mom to learn English in extracurricular activities in in school uh, or after school. And I had a guy from America and a guy from, like, a guy from the U.S. And then there was a guy from Britain. So I remember when I first arrived in Scotland, people thought, you know, I'm German because I was just fresh after my, you know, German teaching studies. Although I chose the wrong country because German in Scotland isn't really popular. So... (laughs) But still, you know, I still use it. You know, I talk to my German friends, and, you know, and stuff. And I, if I really wanted to, I probably would have been able to re- to write a poem in German. I haven't tried it, but, you know, I've written a few in Polish. But I think, like, none of my qualifications are in Polish. Because I was studying German. I have two diplomas in German and two diplomas in English. So it's like, you know... <laughs> I, I don't really think with so many years in Scotland, I really feel Polish. If you know what I mean, I started mm-hmm. questioning, am I really Polish or, <laughs> or, 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 you know, because it's really, you know, it's one of those things. I think because I've always been surrounded by English, uh, uh, like by, by those who speak English or speak different languages. Mm-hmm. And, when I first arrived in Scotland, I remember doing, you know, like when you do a post on social media, some people do that. Like they would do it in their own language and then they would include a translation. That was before Google Translate was a thing. <laughs> yeah. so, I love I Google Translate. You know, like I used to do that. My, uh, There are more than a few posts on my Facebook time, uh, you know, timeline where I've included an English translation to what I was, you know, to what I was, uh, you know, talking about. And I'm thinking, no, it's not needed. <laughs> because the, the vast majority of people I, I had to deal with were, you know, could speak English. So I'm thinking, they surely don't need a translation into Polish, you know. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, the only people really I speak Polish to are my parents, so... You know, because even my my Polish friends, if I'm out and about, especially here, you know, we would rather speak in English. You know, although it's quite, I must admit, it's quite funny when, you know, because I can speak German and Polish, when there is Polish people talking, you know, in Polish, and I'm, and I'm sometimes, you know, like sometimes you listen and think, would you really talk about this on the bus or like on public transport? <laughs> Should that not be a private conversation? <laughs> So, yes, there have been a couple of, you know, and some of my poems, like, uh, especially those which I gifted to some to some people, were very comical because they were, you know, maybe overhead conversations, you know, or like <laughs> certain quotes and certain phrases they've used. So, yeah, it's been, you know. It's do you think you'd funny. ever, like, do you write in other languages or is it strictly in English? Or, and no, would you... I, can, I can write in Polish. I've written more than a few poems in Polish. Maybe not enough to have a book, to publish a book yet, but if I, once I collect at least a hundred, I probably would would publish a book just, you know, purely in Polish. For those who, for those of my friends who are actually Polish and don't maybe speak a lot of English, you know. Yeah. Uh, I've not tried writing in German, you know, but then 
it's not necessarily German as a language is quite hard. Although Polish, you know, this, you know, some people say that Polish is the hardest. It's been always competing with with like Mandarin, but you know, yeah, to me, as a Canadian English you know, speaker, uh, all languages are very difficult. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm English speaking, and I still can't even get my own language correct. Half oh the yeah, time. half like, the English speakers here in Canada can't speak English. Yeah, <laughs> so you know what. Yeah. <laughs> Just to show you how difficult Polish is as a language, I'll I'll use my flagship example. Uh, my flagship example I use with everybody. If anybody tells me that Polish must not be that hard to learn, you know, like in English, when you use preposition, whether you say under the table, in front of the table, above the table, or on the table, table never the word table never changes. You only change the preposition. In Polish, not only the prepositions are different, but also the, the way you say table. The oh, way no. you say the word table. Depending oh, what no. preposition you are, like what context you're using and what preposition comes before the word. And this is what is the hardest for many, you know, for many people who try to learn Polish. And that actually is in other languages. Like there is one language which is the hardest for me. And I still can't learn it. And I don't think I've tried so many things, including. <laughs> you know, hiring someone to teach me and I still can't do it. And that's French. French? French. Yeah, French really? is not. <laughs> oh, okay. My, my, okay. my husband's not like French French. He's Quebecois. Okay, so he's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, redneck yeah. French, Canadian uh -huh. French, right? But he was born yeah. there. So his, that was his first language. He didn't learn English until he was 16. Uh -huh. And we are forced to take French for like up until we're like 14 here. Mm -hmm. Again, it's bastardized French. It's not real French, mm -hmm. but it's still like, yeah, like everything has a gender. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. how do I know if it's a female table? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. the same is so. in German, German, and in Polish. They, you, I think it's most European languages for some reason seem to have a gender because <laughs> yeah. you know, like uh, there are some words in Polish where like a skirt is, for example, it. But it's a skirt, <laughs> you know, and you think, or like the moon. I like when here some people call moon hair, like when they, like when they, some of my friends, when they talk about mo the moon and, you know, uh, and then they don't want to say moon again in the next sentence, they would say hair. And I'm like, huh? hair? <laughs> what? Since when? Moon is moon. <laughs> <laughs> moon is moon. You know, you don't, you don't really. You know, get, you know, I don't necessarily understand this concept. I never understood it. And I enjoy, I think, English, I think because I've been so used to English, I've spoken this language for the last 17 years, really. 99% of, of me, of, of the, lang the language I use is English. You know, I think I, it just, it became natural. Yeah. Especially yeah. that I don't need to really look at gra at the grammatical English, especially in poetry. You know, uh, some people will dispute it. Some people say you should have an editor for a poetry book. But then do you really need, need an editor where there is no rules? You know, like novels yeah. are different because you've got plots, you've got characters, you've got <laughs> scenes, you know. But poetry, if you can literally make up your own rules... Like, like, don't get me wrong. There are there are types of poetry like villanelles, where are strict. You've got nineteen lines, and you know certain rhyming patterns or like certain repetition. I can understand that in those. 
but that still is, you know, I think it's in some way that takes away, that could take away either the imaginary or really the emotion, you know, the emotion, mm-hmm. you know, a poet wants to wants to portray. Like I've always been visual, but I, until I started really writing, I did not have a real clue that I could portray a certain emotion using words. Like when I read books, I, I'm, I, I can very easily imagine, you know, imagine the scene, you know, in any, you know, in any book, whether that be a forest or, you know, but it, I found it quite remarkable when somebody actually told me that they could see, you know, and they could really feel the emotion I portrayed. I'm like, how? You know, it's just bunch, it's just bunch of words, but, you know, somehow it works. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And did you think you would ever do other writing besides poems? Or is it strictly poems? That's your wheelhouse. I think I would say that poetry is the one form I feel most comfortable with. But I've done, I've done like my poetry books. What I've done is there are no real chapters, but what I've done, I'll show you. There is prose between. Like in the first book, what I've done is I wrote my story using a prose, you know, mm-hmm. in a third person. I called her K, just with the initial, you know, my initial. Mm-hmm. And just so I can separate them and kind of connect them rather than, you know, um, rather than having a bunch of poems, which don't get me wrong, a lot of poet- poets do a wonderful job when you can read each poem separately, but then if you read them all, like one after the other, you get actually a story. Yeah. But I've always thought, because my story is so, it is deeply emotional and can be triggering in some way, I thought my poems needed that little extra, you know, description of the actual, you know, background of why did I call the poems like certain years like 2008 or, you know, like 2012 or 2011 or 2009, you know, or why, like there are some poems in my second poetry book, which I called like soaked because I was, there were times when I was soaked in sorrow, you know, or I used, you know, or or, or I was smart, like almost like smashed with rejection because I wasn't really rejected, but, you know, I still felt it. So, you know, I've just tried to build up a story so that if somebody had no idea about my story, they could still have the understanding that, you know, my poetry makes sense Mm -hmm. the way I've put them, you know, the way I've grouped them together and, you know, uh, and stuff like that. But I've written, you know, essays merely in school, you know, I've written here and there, you know, blog posts, but Poetry is the one thing which I think I can explore maybe because like I feel most free if you know what I mean because yeah. I have I'm the one who is making the rules you know if I wanted free verse or acrostic you know I can choose I can choose what word I can you know I, I can use like when I heard about your podcast I've written that poem a couple of weeks after, you know, I've listened to a few of your, you know, of your episodes. <laughs> and I've just thought, I'll just leave it. You know, 
I wasn't even sure if I just send it to you or whether I will use it, you know, on the, you know, on the recording. But yeah. Yeah. For our, our listeners out here. Well, yeah, I was going to say for our listeners out there, you know, be on the lookout for that. That will be posted mm-hmm. on our social media so that you can read it for yourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'll make it, I'll make it so that it's, you know, you can actually read it in a nice way and it's not like, you know, jumbled, you know, jumbled up and stuff, but you know, I'll send it to you. That's not a problem. And I got one more question that we mm-hmm. ask pretty much all indie authors that come on this show. You know, do you have any, um, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, like, what would you, what, any words you would give to any aspiring poetry authors out there? Mm-hmm. Like someone's just starting out. Any, any advice? Any, any advice? I think <laughs> there is two pieces of advice. Really, I can, I can give. It's the fact that I really would love us all to bust the myth that poetry has to rhyme. So many people I met in my life were keen on trying poetry. And when I asked them what was the one thing or the one thing maybe mostly which put them off was, I can't rhyme. And I cannot stress that enough. If you read, I've just read you one of my poems. And I cannot stress enough how how unimportant rhyming is, especially if you do free verse, which is the free form of poetry, like free writing. You know, it doesn't have to, you know, it simply doesn't have to rhyme. It can, but it's up to you and it can be unusual rhyming. It doesn't have to be a certain, you know, uh, you don't have to start with the most complex uh, poetry form you could just write you know you could just write and another piece of advice is like i think it's the quote i've mentioned before paper or whether you do it on a paper piece of paper which i really like because i can feel the pen you know i i re- it, there is something magical just like with the old fashioned books like when you hold them you know whether you do it on a piece of paper or whether you type it on a computer because you can do that too it doesn't matter or whether you use your phone and the notes tab on your phone it doesn't matter it's good to remember that paper doesn't judge. Like you can literally treat it as a brain dump, you know, or like, or a word rampage, you know, and just put your feelings uh, on a paper or type them out. It not only is a great way to, to kind of alleviate your mood because sometimes it's all we need. But it's also a great way of, you never know, in a couple of years, you could be, you know, after a couple of years of doing so, or a couple of months, you may actually realize that, you know what, it is a good material and I can actually try. And maybe one more little tip is like, don't be afraid to put it out there. Because there will be always somebody who needs to hear that message. And it doesn't matter how many people could be one person that's how i that's how i approach it whether i have one book sale or whether i have you know one review or what you know this is you know starting small is all that matters you know mm. so yeah that's good advice that's good that's advice, good advice. <laughs> Well, thank you. thank you so much, Kat, for coming on and reading You're for welcome. us and, r- again, writing a poem about us. I feel like <laughs> we made it, Dawn. I know. We're, like, famous. Like, what? We're so what? famous now. <laughs> <laughs> and, again, you can find all of Kat's uh, well, uh, link 
in the link tree there, or sorry, in the what's it called? The ticker, the banner, in the Instagram on the banner, yeah, <laughs> the Instagram on the banner, and it will be uh, below in the description of this episode where you can find her poetry books. Yeah, it was a pleasure, Kat. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity, and you know I really enjoyed my time with you. And yeah, I cannot wait. What you know, I cannot wait for all the other episodes which you which you have lined up. You know, <laughs> you have gotten yourself a very big fun. You know. Oh, that is so good to hear. Okay, good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. We hope you enjoyed this episode. There's a new episode of Opinionated Lushes every Friday on all streaming platforms. And unedited episodes Saturday on YouTube. Have a cocktail suggestion? A topic of interest? A good drinking word? Feel free to DM us on Instagram or email us at opinionatedlushes at gmail.com. See you next week. Don't forget your drinks. And your opinions. 